Yeah! Talking about expressvpn.com slash nooners. Love ExpressVPN. You've got to have a VPN in today's world or you're not living your life right, brother. People are going to start stealing your passwords, all your bank info, everything. And I know most of you are probably thinking, uh, why don't you just use incognito mode? Let me tell you something. Incognito mode doesn't hide your activity. Doesn't matter what mode you use or how many times you clear your browsing history, your internet service provider can see every single website you've ever visited. That's why when I'm at home, I never go online without using Express VPN. Huge fan. I've had it for years. ExpressVPN is an app that reroutes your internet connection through their secure servers so your ISP can't see the sites you visit. ExpressVPN also keeps all of your information secure by encrypting 100% of your data with the most powerful encryption available. Most of the time, I don't even realize I have ExpressVPN on. It runs seamlessly in the background uh, of all my computers and my laptops and my phones, and it's super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button, and you're protected. ExpressVPN is available on all your devices, like I was saying, phones, computers, uh, even your smart TV. So there's no excuse for you not to be using it right now. Protect your online activity today with the VPN rated number one by CNET and Mashable. Visit my exclusive link, expressvpn.com slash nooners, and you can get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S, vpn.com slash nooners. Expressvpn.com slash nooners. Head there to learn more. Yeah, talking about liquidiv.com, promo code Nooners at checkout. You see us drinking it on the show every single day. Where would we be, Japes, without Liquid IV in our lives? Dehydrated, we'd have headaches, we'd be tired, exhausted. Yep. Not be able to get through the day, get through work, we'd be sick all the time. I'd be hungover. (laughs) Every single day. Love the liquid IV. Liquid IV hydrates you with benefits like electrolytes, essential vitamins, and clinically tested nutrients with three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drinks out there, plus eight vitamins and nutrients in a single stick. It's clear why Liquid IV is the number one powdered hydration brand in America. It's just a little tiny stick full of powder. Pop it in 16 ounces of water. You're good to go. What's your reckon, Jabes? Double or triple hydrated? Du- I would say double. Oh, I'd say triple. What? Nay. I'll say triple today. Huge fan of Liquid IV. Turn your ordinary water into extraordinary hydration. With Liquid IV, get 20% off your first order of Liquid IV when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code Nooners at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop better hydration today using promo code Nooners at liquidiv.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Ross. Patterson Revolution! Brought to you by BlackRifleCoffee.com 
Welcome to Ross Patterson Revolution. I was heated today. I was heated today. I'm not going to tell you why, but uh, you'll, you'll find out at the top of the show. Whew, it's a good one. We had a lot of fun today. Uh, as always, please subscribe to the show on YouTube. Video. Video is our jam this year. Subscribe to the show on YouTube. We're there Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. We're building a new studio. So we're, we're coming at you with a new studio in Wilmington here next month. And uh, we're expanding. show keeps getting bigger and bigger, and we're amped about it. Uh, we're also amped about uh, our sponsors. You know we have them every show. They're not going anywhere. First and foremost, talking about BlackRifleCoffee.com. Black Rifle Coffee is a premium roast-to-order coffee made with the hands of veterans and delivered straight to you. Love BRCC. They got K-Cups. They got bags, uh, beans, whole beans, grounded beans. You name it, they got it. A bunch of amazing Blends, love their apparel too, man. I'm always wearing this shit all the time. Big fans of BlackRifleCoffee.com. Sign up for the Coffee Club of the Month program. That'll change your life. It's about $4 cheaper than Costco if you're getting uh, some K-Cups shipped to you like I do. Use the promo code REVOLUTION for one-time use of 20% off at BlackRifleCoffee.com. Next up, we got GhostBed.com forward slash Drinking Bros. How do I love thee? Let me count the ways. Um, ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros is where you're going to find the mattress of the year. Maybe the mattress of your life. Look, sleep is a, a huge part of our days. If you get shitty sleep, you will have a shitty day. Get the best night's sleep you can. Get, get a ghost bed mattress. Comes in a box. They just ship it to you. Boom. Pop it open. You're ready to go two or three hours later. Same with the adjustable bases, man. A lot of people are like, dude, I'm not handy like you, Russ. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm not handy either. I'm not a handy motherfucker. But the adjustable bases do. No, no assembly required either for that. Uh, just get shipped to you. Pull it out of the box. You're ready to go. Uh, they get USB ports, remote controls. Uh, this shit's amazing. There's a bundle package for $7.99 where you get all of it. The pillows included. The pillows are, are some of the best parts. Go to ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros today. If you're military or first responder, you get 15% off everything all the time, which is amazing, man. Love that. If you're a regular human like myself, $100 off the classic, $200 off the ghost Lux mattress. And uh, we're doing it, doing it, doing it, doing it. Get the deals now at ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros today. Love those pillows. Love the pillows. Uh, next up, we got. StraightRazors.com, one of my faves. Everybody asks, Ross, why are you so baby smooth? Why is your skin so fresh? StraightRazors.com treats me like a real man in this life. Big fan of all their products. They got uh, shampoos, mustache waxes, beard oils, conditioners. You name it, they got the shit. Uh, if you're worried about using a straight razor, you can get a safety razor. That works just as well. Love it, man. LoveStraightRazors.com. Use the promo code REVOLUTION for 20% off. It's a big savings. And uh, Father's Day, it's right around the corner. So this would be a nice thing for your papa. Uh, StraightRazors.com. Promo code REVOLUTION for 20% off. Last but not least, we got StrikeForceEnergy.com. Four amazing flavors there at StrikeForce. Uh, original lemon, grape, and orange. 10-pack, 40-pack, 750-milliliter bottle. 
rest on your bar top or countertop so you can just boom, boom, pop a couple squirts in and go. Go to StrikeForceEnergy.com and kick the can. You don't need it anymore. It's a tasty, tiny little tin pouch that rips open and squeezes into any liquid available. Lasts long, longer than five-hour energy, and there's no carbs or sugars. So if you're on a diet, um, that's, that's going to help save some LBs. Go to StrikeForceEnergy.com. They also have a subscription of the month program. Type in the promo code REVOLUTION at StrikeForceEnergy.com and enjoy some fine energy drink products to go in uh, your normal drinks or your spirits. Now let's hop into the show, shall we? I am hot today, Jabes. I am hot. You seem pissed. I'm pissed. You seem pissed. I am pissed. We had a big show today, Jabes. A lot went on in the world. Right. Your fave gave birth, real birth. Someone did. She has a baby now. We all know that, you know, even if you do use a surrogate, it is still your child. You bet. And you do welcome that child into yeah, yeah, the yeah. world in the yeah. same way that anyone else I, would, except for that you don't exactly give birth. But yes, it is your child yeah. for sure. I like how you, you subscribe to that conspiracy theory, but nothing else in this world, which we'll get to in a second. But here's why I'm so hot, Jabes. I got, I, got, I got you a, a Mother's Day gift. Um, it was supposed to be a birthday gift that, right. got, that got shift to Mother's Day. Right. Um, Kept getting shifted and shifted and shifted. And then finally. Yeah. Here's the thing. Every dude out there knows um, when you're buying your wife something, right? Uh-huh. What you guys really want, like, and more than anything in this world is furniture, right? Nice furniture. Yeah. Nice furniture for your house. Every time you walk in, you feel great. You say, oh, man, I love this table. I love this couch. I love this thing, mm-hmm. right? You guys spend a lot of time on that. Yeah. But those are big ticket items yes. for a family. This is no different. I, we ordered a, a kitchen table. We have a new addition to the family, a new child. And we ordered this special handcrafted table from Georgia Artisan. Reclaimed wood. I'm going ham on this company today, yeah. Because it's one of those things where, you know, you look and you're like, eh, it doesn't really fit my house or, you know what I'm saying? Every house is different. Every style is different. We finally find this perfect table. Right. And they're like, look, it's going to take five or six weeks. This is the company Georgia Artisan. Right. By the way. Which is fine. We've used them before. <clears throat> we did. And it took, they it actually, took a while. They actually, but you know, you wait for it. It's handmade, blah, blah, blah. De- delivered by the owner. Right. <laughs> it's the last time he puts it together. The last little, you know, pieces puts it together in your home. Yeah. Uh, gives you a card if you guys you know, need anything else. <laughs> Has been contacting us. Hey, did you, you know, did you look at our wine racks? We've got all, we would love to do something else for you. Make something else for you. I've probably been hit up 10 times since we, sure, so we, we said, bought the other table great. and we said, hey. Because we bought a dining room table from them, wanted a kitchen table to match. First of all, we got it off of Etsy, which... I don't know why I do this anymore. What it, it, Etsy really stands for? Everything takes seven years. I don't know why anybody orders from fucking Etsy whatsoever. Everything really does take seven years. Right. Case in point, I sure. bought a magnet 
This is a real, this is a true story. I bought a magnet two months ago. It was about, it's about this big. It's going to stick it on the fridge, take a, an Instagram story of it. Very tiny joke, $5. Sure. Guess what hasn't shown up yet? Really still. Five, $5 magnet I ordered off of Etsy. Hasn't shown up. This was a table from Georgia Artisan. And here's where things get crazy. And this is why I, I'm going to absolutely bury them on this show. Is This is one of the most insane stories that has ever happened to me regarding a company Okay. that... I really want to get the word out there not to use this company for anything because shit got creepy like in a horror film creepy where I was just like, yo, what? What? We ordered this table. Mm-hmm. Uh, ordered it in January. Four to five weeks. Okay? It was supposed to be here by your birthday. Your birthday is the end of February. Right. Awesome. February comes and goes. Nothing. Fine. Yep. Call them. Hey, guys. I'm oh, sorry. We're like two weeks behind. No big deal. You'll have it. Mid-March, you know? Second week of March. Second week of March rolls around. Nothing. Hey, man, that table, you know, the one that was supposed to be here by the end of February, now now mid-March, it's not here. What's what's up, man? Ah, running a couple weeks behind. You'll get it at the end of March. End of March rolls around. Sure. No table. Got it. Call in April, and I'm not so happy about it. Right. Hey, guys. Now it's like... What's up, man? What's going on? Yeah. Got family coming in for Easter. A lot of people. Love to have that table. Love to have that table, bro. Oh, no worries. You'll have it at least a week before Easter. It's no problem whatsoever. Okay. Nothing. Right. Nothing. Mm -hmm. Easter Sunday rolls around. Nothing. Yeah. Still don't get the table. Call back. And now I'm upset. I'm, I'm like a Drake song. I'm upset. I am upset. I am. I'm heated at this point, but right. not hot. Right. I just turned the stove on and you can touch it and there's heat, but I'm not hot yet. Mm-hmm. I'm heated. Right. So I call and say, hey, man, that table I've been calling you about for the last two months. Got an ETA on that. What's uh, what's the whole sitch there, guy? Oh my God, I'm sorry. And I can get it to you in two, two, two more weeks, right? What? Well, two more weeks, we had to go to San Antonio. We shot some shows, uh, did some, some, some live shows for, for Drinking Bros and some other things. And I said, All right, man, my mother in law is in town. We have a small child. Yeah. Eight months old. I also have a five year old. She's watching both of them. The table is supposed to come at 5 30 on a Friday. Right. 5.30 p.m., okay? Usually- We're going to be out of town. We're out of Just town. please, like, you know- Don't fuck this up. Right. We're gone. And she's here with two kids. Mm-hmm. She could be at the park. She usually likes to take them down to the park or something to play. Oh, no, so we'll be there at 5.30. I can, mm-hmm. I can promise you that. Mm-hmm. 5.30 comes around. Sure. I get a phone call from the delivery people at Georgia Artisan. Mm-hmm. And they're like, it, first of all, it's a woman. And she sounds like a spooky lady from a horror film. Like, don't, like go, don't go in there. Yeah. Don't go down at the end of that thing. So Ooh. I get this phone call and she's like, she's like, hey, um, we're having car trouble. Don't think we'll be able to make it. Tomorrow morning would work best. I'm like, fuck. So I call your mom. Right. And I say, hey. But that is like. Okay. Fine. Fine. You're, you're having car trouble. 
I'll tell her. Yeah. I'm, see you I, in the morning. I'm pissed. No bigs. Right. But, but at this point. All right. Cool. It's a little annoying, but it's not yeah. the end of the world. Okay. She can do nine. That sounds good. Great. 9 a.m. She thanks me. Thank you so much. And I really appreciate it. Sure. Again, it's kind of a creepy voice like I'm in a horror film. Right. At this point. Right. Out of Georgia Artisan. Mm-hmm. And then the phone rings. It's 930 at night. 9.30 that night. Hey, we fixed the car trouble. Now it's her husband. It's not her. Mm-hmm. And the two of them are driving. I, I've never met, met a man and wife who delivers furniture together. Right. It seems weird. Yeah. Seems weird to ask your wife. Yeah, because is she lift lifting shit? Heavy furniture. Or is she I, just driving? Or like, is there another... It's just one guy by himself I, to lift it. I don't but know. But if you're in a delivery truck, it's 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 a two seater. Sure. What sure. Because uh, apparently they have other shit to deliver, right? And I'm like, right. Man, this is fucking weird, right? right? I get a call from now the husband at 9:30 that night on Friday night. Uh, hey, man. Um, so I need to I need to to take this to your place tonight. You know, uh, we fixed the car trouble. I'll be there in a couple hours. Couple hours. So that puts you at what? What you reckon? Eleven thirty. Eleven thirty at night. Eleven thirty. Deliver furniture to a house that we told you. My mother-in-law, mother-in-law. two kids. Yeah, we're not there, bro. Yeah, like, and and no. Hey, so I go. Hey, no. Man, it's eleven. It, it that's eleven thirty at a minimum. And let's face it, you were late all goddamn day. Probably a midnight so delivery. So you're going to have to stay somewhere. Who's going to be up to let you into the kitchen? Oh, no worries. The mother-in-law I told you about with two kids. Yeah, yeah, She'll just get right up and you guys can assemble this fucking table inside my house from midnight to what, one in the morning? So let's just keep it at nine. Let's like forget this call ever happened. Oh, what else did they say? That's what, so that's what happened. So I said, hey. What else did they say though? They- no, hang on. So I said, look, man, that's not going to work for me, right? We agreed on 9 a.m. 9 a.m. is fine. She'll be up. Uh, the kids will be up. We're at a work dinner, by the way. Yeah, we're at work, this work time. Dinner, so we have, we're having to get up. I, I got to get from up from the table. From a work dinner, and, which is so fucking rude, but it's like. I don't like to use cell phones at the table. No, I don't like to text. And it's I don't like, one I don't, of the things where I don't want them coming to mother-in-law's house, knocking on the door. It, so, yeah, at 1130 at night. So we're getting up from this work meeting. So I get up. I go outside. I'm on the phone at dinner. I don't like to do that. Um, whatsoever. I don't even, if I can help it, I don't like to take my phone in, Exactly. but I was worried about this fucking call right. from these people. Right. Um, they said, Hey man, we can't deliver it since we, since you're not going to let us deliver the, the table at 1130 at night. Mm-hmm. Um, we're just going to skip your house then, man. We got like, we have like seven or eight other deliveries they to said go. We're going to sleep in your driveway. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they go. Yeah, let me let me back up. They're like, we're going to skip your house uh, unless we can sleep there. And I said, sleep there. Sleep. At our house? I go, sleep where? Where, where do you want to sleep? Well, we want to sleep in your driveway until your mother-in-law wakes up um, or we're going to have to skip your house. We're going to sleep in your driveway. And I said, hey, man. Never heard of anything like this. And look, again, ever. This is not a $20 table. We're not going to say how much it was, but we're not spending. I, I, it, wasn't, it wasn't fucking Ikea. We're not spending, you know, a little amount. This is a pretty expensive table that. Pretty pricey table. Pretty pricey um, was kind of a big deal. We had it custom made. So when 
It's one of those tables that's going to last you for 10 years. Right. And it's so nice. And you talk to the guy and you get it custom. Having this be the delivery process is very jarring. And at that point, it just was a little bit scary. Like my kids and my my mom are in my house. These people are getting mad, being rude and telling me they're going to sleep in my driveway. Like at this point, I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. Because I'm not there. Same. And Ross is not there. So it's like, you know where we live. You're pissed off at us. And you're just creepy and stupid enough that you're going to ask to sleep in my driveway. So I don't know what else you're kind of capable of. So carry on. So I said, look, man, that's definitely not going to work. We have like HOAs and shit. We can't, you can't put a fucking delivery truck overnight in the middle of a neighborhood. And the sheriff lives across the street, for Christ's sakes. And also that's the weirdest thing to ask a customer of all time because now i feel like i'm in a jordan peele movie at this now, point yeah now we're just like the, and so i'm like yo man crazy town yeah we have entered crazy, crazy town. town in georgia artisan so i'm like no you're not sleeping in my driveway we agreed on 9 a.m i took the fucking phone call and that's it yeah see you at nine see you at 9 a.m wake up the next morning uh we're we're out west so we're a couple hours behind and I get no text from your mom or anything. And I'm like, yeah. man, that's weird. She sent us a picture of the kids. Old table's still there. Old table's still there I'm in like, the picture. Okay. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, hey. So I called the delivery people. And I said, hey, man, would you guys miss the 9 a.m. thing? No, since we couldn't, since you didn't allow us to sleep in your driveway. We left. We left because we have seven other orders to make up and down the coast. Mm-hmm. And I said, so, and they go, we don't, we, we don't want to be late on those deliveries. Sure. And, and I go, so you were fine to be late to my house, mm-hmm. right? But not everyone else's. No, you know, we just decided that the other seven would be more important and, uh, and that you could deal with it. That's, mm-hmm. what, that's what the delivery guy tells me. Now I go fucking ballistic on this guy. And I go, you motherfucker. You asked to sleep in my fucking driveway with your wife overnight. And then you skip my house entirely saying you'll get to me at some point next week. And I go, have you lost your fucking mind? Then he goes, I bet you don't have a lot of friends. Turns super creepy. And I'm like, what? And he goes, friends would never talk like this to other friends and never let them do things like this. That's what he says to me on the phone. He's not your friend. No, he's the fucking delivery guy who I don't know at Georgia artisan. Don't know who that is. And I go, what did you say to me? Yeah. You know, you just seem like a, a person who isn't just doesn't have a lot of friends in real life. And I go, cool motherfucker. Here's the deal. Cause I'll tell, we'll talk about the story live on air. And we can decide who's friends with who and whatnot and all this other shit. I call the owner on Saturday and I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Because not only that, but I had ordered something again in the past, like a year ago, that was crazy expensive from him. And I'm like, there's no way that that you do business like this. Oh, you know, I just, uh, uh, we would have been late on the other houses. And I go, oh, so you you just decided that I was the collateral damage in this. And Mm -hmm. you were like, eh. We'll piss off this guy. Fuck him. Mm-hmm. Fuck everything he does. And all of the, the, the work it took to get the mother-in-law and all that shit to stay home and ready and everything else. Fuck him. 
It's one versus seven, and you're going to lose in this. Mm-hmm. So guess what, Georgia Artisan? I'm not going to lose in this. Um, I'll tell you what, because this, this table is for Jables. Feel free to hit them up at 478-227-3892 at Georgia Artisan. And just call and say, hey, Ross wants to know if he can sleep in your fucking driveway. And the thing is, listen, if the guy, had, the owner, had been like, how do I make this right? Can I deliver it personally? Didn't. Then it would have been turned around. But what happened was he continued down the same path and was yeah. like, these same people can deliver it next week. And our point was, we don't want these people at our house because of this, these things that we said that happened. So what, <laughs> what is our other option? No other option. No. They're the only ones. Nope. They're the only ones that can deliver it. So what do you want to do? Well, what we want to do is uh, let people know how you do business um, and get our money back. It's, and it, that's what we did. But there were things. And by the way, this is just, you know, business 101. I know he's a, you know, it's a small business and it's. We, we try do, to, we try to support local companies it, all right. the time. You guys do with it what you will. We're just telling you, you know. It's just, it's just the biggest, it's one of our biggest pet peeves, like people that just do business in this way. Again, there were things he could have done to make it right. Yeah. Right. And we, we, I don't care if it's two weeks from now, if he says, listen, do you know what I mean? Like we shout out people me, on the show all the time for great work. They're great, great companies, work, all great shit. companies. And I think yeah. we even shouted them out the last time that they got us that we got a table from them. And it was a really good trick that they used where the first thing that you get from them is delivered <laughs> by the owner and yeah, he yeah, comes yeah. and he's just such a great guy and he puts it together again and he keeps telling you, you know, things, products that he has. And so it's a really great trick. And then when you do order something else, the clampets come to your house and large Marge and they fucking ask to sleep in your driveway. Yeah. And then they skip you. And then the owner himself, the guy, the really nice guy that came to your house Tells you to go fuck yourself. So that's the trick that they pull on you. Yeah. So if you do order anything from them, I guess maybe the first time would be good. But if you ever try and order anything else, um, be prepared to possibly be kidnapped. It felt like like the movie Us with Jordan Peele. Where yeah. I was just like, yo, man, are you just showing up in my it house and you want to sleep? Crazy. You want? I mean, it was crazy. It so felt yeah, crazy. Give Georgia Artisan a shout out at 478-227-3892. And then just say, hey, look, Ross Patterson really wants to sleep in your driveway. That's it. He wants to sleep in your driveway. Also, you can go to Google on there. Um, hit them up. The reviews. They're, 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 they're steadily going down right now. They're at a four- they're at a four or five. I think we can get them down to a one five and just say, hey, man, we don't appreciate delivery people that want to sleep in your driveway overnight. I think maybe they should switch their business model because they do make great furniture. So they should maybe switch. Just their... make something once a year. No, just sell in Georgia. <laughs> right. Like yes. um, your delivery area is only in the, you know, in Georgia. Yeah. You can't go anywhere past that. Um, and I think really that's the only way that you can make money because I actually don't see how you can make money delivering these <laughs> handmade tables all over the U.S. for the amount of money. And then the people that you're using are just going to lose you business. It's so, fucking insanity. You know, it's, a shame. it's a shame. It's absolutely insane. I've never 
I've never had anything like that. I mean, it was so creepy. So <laughs> fucking creepy. Yeah. Can I sleep in your driveway if not? And again, I'm we gonna I'm going to say this like we would have been fine with okay, you have car trouble. That's fine. Yeah. We'll see you tomorrow at yeah, nine. See you tomorrow. Even it was like, hey, I'm so sorry, blah, blah, blah. You know, we're going to have to come back next week. I don't know. But it was, there were other things in there that made it just like, fuck you. I know. I was, like, you can be cool. You can be cool. You can be cool. And then there's a certain point where you're just like, you know what? Fuck you. Yeah. And that's basically what they, I mean, we would have been, you were cool with, it's going to take four weeks. Two more weeks, two more weeks, two more weeks, four more weeks, blah, 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 da, da, da. And then to have this be the culmination of all of this. Four months later. Is just, it's, again, it is a shame. Yeah. And talking to that, that delivery couple on the phone, it's like they wanted to wear my fucking skin. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Georgia Artisan. Go ahead and, and, and look them up. Go, go ahead and go to Google. Just say, hey, man, here's a one star because uh, Ross Patterson has let people sleep in his fucking driveway. It's not a sanctuary city. No. My, my fucking house is in a goddamn sanctuary city. So that's why I, shitty, I am hot, Jabes. Uh, luckily, there's always a light at the end of the tunnel. And that was Meghan Markle giving birth. They getting named the royal baby, baby uh, Gary. Baby. They didn't name it yet. It's Gary. No. Yeah, it's, a, it's the royal baby Gary. Mm. Here's Gary. Here's Gary. There's Gary. <laughs> what if they really didn't name the fucking baby? Uh, nobody knows yet. <laughs> they haven't released the name. <laughs> oh, James. I put a picture on our uh, Ross Patterson Revolution Instagram mm. of your conspiracy photo. Uh-huh. Uh, you're not alone in this. There is. A, oh, I know. It's what I told you. There's widely a, there's known. There's a handful of people out there who widely know a lot more shits. than that. A lot more than that. The other thing that made me happy was that Amy Schumer had her baby on the exact same day. You want to talk about, you know, your moment. And she had a horrible pregnancy by by everything she said. Right. Uh, uh, canceling tour dates, all that shit. I, and I get it. You had a you had a rough go as well on this mm-hmm. last one. And, and I understand it. Whereas Meghan Markle didn't. Right. And it was perfect. And she mm-hmm. traveled the world. And was amazing. Uh, yeah, I heard she was doing. Real, I heard she was doing yoga uh, up until like right. She what? was doing CrossFit right until the baby started crowning. I heard Meghan Markle CrossFit. Yeah, she was because she was like the baby just didn't affect her. You know, yeah, she lived the normal really life. Her. And um, she went on about her business every day. Mm-hmm. And and the surrogate. Had the pregnancy, so she was able to do all the things that she needed to do. To it's her, really the only way. To, to Amy Schumer's credit, though, she goes, here's our royal baby. And that right. was her post on Instagram. It was pretty funny. Because, I mean, dude, you have a baby, then it, on the day of the royal birth, <laughs> forget it. Nobody cares. She also had a shirt on that says, I hate Mondays. <laughs> which is so good. As much as I dislike her. Yeah. I don't mind her. You know, I don't mind her. Her last special was good. It wasn't it was. revolutionary. I, I, liked her, but... I liked her before she, you know, became famous and uh, famous, and then a feminist, right? Because she was a not famous feminist. Yeah. Well, that's what happens. She was definitely not before she got famous. That's what so. happens? You get like guilty that you're a woman that's famous. I think you get guilted into into like making it a platform in, instead I don't of just know like why. being. Famous, and, yeah, and getting to where you have gotten, 
just purely because you worked fucking hard and you're the funniest and whatever you have to, I guess you get guilted into using the platform so that other people can have opportunities just like you. Yeah. And it just doesn't really work that way. And you yourself should know that you worked your fucking ass off in fucking dirty ass clubs with dudes everywhere to get where you're at. Yeah. So it, it, you don't need to pull someone's hand up, like, and make it easy for them. And that's a hard no. knock life, man. That's uh, doing doing clubs across America. Oof. Yeah. It's not fun. I told We're this... just comedy clubs in, like, L.A. every yeah. night or New York every night. I mean, dirty, depressing dudes on dudes on dudes on, on dudes, dudes. dudes. I told this story on Drinking Bros, and I, I'm not sure if I told it on here yet about doing stand-up and, like, why... It was a comedian on the show. I was like, I don't understand why you don't do stand up anymore. And I was just like, man, you have to love it to go into those clubs where some nights there's 40 fucking people and all of that shit. And it's you're right. It's just dudes on dudes. Every it's it's depressing. Mm-hmm. Um, Dark, smoky, smelly. You you ah, not smoky anymore because they don't let, allow you to smoke in there anymore, which is great. They used right. to. They used to. And it was just yeah. like a cloud of whatever. Um. But you have to love it. Um, and I've, I've kind of turned a, a new leaf on some comedians that maybe aren't as famous or I didn't think is funny and all that shit because they're out there in the, banging it in the clubs every night where you're just like, oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's, it's turned into a different environment now through podcasts and shit like that. Yeah. Um, there's almost like a cheat code. If you have a big podcast, you can do right. a lot of stand-up. I, look, I get hit up all the time to, to get booked for... For shows, we've I've done a few here and there, and um, but I don't love it enough to to go out there and do it. She did, Amy Schumer did, and she started from the bottom. Now she's here. I just don't I don't know what happens in that transition. I don't know what that turn is. You know, once you become famous and rich, where you're like, snap ah. at me? no, oh, <laughs> Amy Schumer. Like, what's that? What's that change? That overnight when you become rich and famous as a comedian? Why does it go another direction? Strange to me. Uh, and it happens with female comedians more. I noticed that. Sarah Silverman's like that. Uh, Amy Schumer was like that. Chelsea Handler was like that. Where it's just this switch into, I'm super rich and famous, and now I want to become a, a feminist and an activist. And I don't, I, don't, I don't understand why. I don't see a lot of dudes do that, do you? No. Dude comedians? No. Usually it gets worse. Yeah, but again, like so I, I was look- saying... Um, they get guilted or feel guilt or talk to enough from people from women, from feminists, from, from other women is what yes. you're saying. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. I, I that see you that. feel like, or fans that, you know, write to you, DM you, whatever. And, you know, you feel like you have this platform of like, you know, it's so hard for when you, you get, um, not survival's guilt, but what is it? Something like that. So, a kind of like survivor's guilt in a way that you made it. Yeah. And you now can, it's like, I feel like there's some black people that feel the same way, right? They're like, I've made it. I have this platform now. I can help people in my community that can't, you know, don't have the same opportunities or whatever. Yeah. So yeah, white males don't usually need to help their community, I guess, or they don't get guilted into making sure that, other white males have the same opportunities that they do. True. That's true. I, I yeah. I, and so I you can either that. be like, fuck you to your fan base or whoever, or people that keep messaging you or people that you talk to or whatever. You can say, fuck you and just 
keep going. Yeah. Or you can, you know, change your whole <laughs> shit. Yeah. Yeah. You can, you can change your, own, your whole shit for sure. Uh, you want to talk about guilt and not feeling guilt comedian wise. I, man, I watched this crazy interview on Dane Cook um, on your mom's house, the podcast, your mom's house. Okay. By the way, we, uh, everybody keeps hitting us up of like, I don't understand why you guys don't go on there. Like the four of you guys. It would be really funny. It would be funny. I mean, but we're not in competition at all. No, no, no. I, and, and by the way, we would, I would welcome it. I would, I would yeah. definitely go on the show. It'd be I fun mean, as of shit. Of course we would. I like both of them. Um, They're really funny. Anyways, they, uh, on YouTube, by the way, subscribe to the show on YouTube where all these shows are video for Ross Patterson Revolution. We're paired with them a lot of like recommended to this show and that show. And, uh, um, so I, I, I flipped on one of their episodes, um, on the plane the other day and it would, Dane Cook was on mm-hmm. and Dane Cook. I don't know if you know this, whatever you think of him, you think of him. I'm not going to, I'm not going to bash him one way or the other. Right. I, I think me personally, he kind of brought comedy to where it is today and revolutionized it and, and all this shit, regardless of what you think of his comedy, he had his time and he did his thing and and it's incredibly difficult and hard and all that shit what i didn't know what was going on behind the scenes and how his brother stole all of his money i didn't know that like 18 million dollars his brother and his and his brother's wife and he told this story on your mom's house of how it ga- it got to the point where you know obviously this was fraud and like bank fraud and all this shit and he put his he had to send his brother to jail and his wife yeah oh and he told this crazy story and he told it with, you know, kind of a comedic take on it. Like he, he was able to laugh at himself about it or laugh at the situation kind of, but the story was bananas. How did they do it? How did they steal from it? So he was, the brother was the business manager mm-hmm. all through his time and all this other stuff and blah, blah, blah. And, and, and so all these years later, he was just like, man, you know, the career wasn't, his career was tanking, um, kind of by his own doing and, uh, wanted to switch everything, agents, managers, business managers, all of it, all the way around and just kind of get into different things. Um, if you're at home and you're like, dude, why, why do you need a new business manager? Some business managers in LA in particular in Hollywood have some insight on some entertainment things that you can get in on from a business standpoint that look, you could make more money off the money you're making by investing in other things other than traditional stocks and bonds and things like that. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, some of the things like Ray J is a perfect example. Um, I just had a phone call with their people on drinking bros. He's got these headphones that are incredible, right? Yeah. Ray J Ray J's got headphones that are incredible. Ray J sells those scooters just you know, one of those scooter companies, those birds, mm, the birds or just sold his share in that for like $1.8 million. And it's like, dude, Ray J has made more money than Dane Cook, who has worked his entire career at this point, just off of smart investments. Ryan Reynolds is another one. Ryan Reynolds got into like Napster and all that shit way back in the day and Netflix and everything else. And I, Ryan Reynolds is richer than Jesus. The richest one is Ashton Kutcher. Right. Ashton Kutcher's put all this money into angel investment companies and all this shit. He was, when he got divorced with Demi Moore, I, I think he was like, he had $580 million and that nobody knew. And they were like, Jesus, yeah, Jesus Christ, 70 shows pays well. And he was like, no, I yeah. use that money for other things. Dane Cook wanted to do the same thing. I'm like, all right, 
let's deal with some other people that are in the know with some of these specialty items that are coming out. You know, dude, headphones, birds, all that other stuff. Like, mm-hmm. you can get in on that. Whereas your brother leaving in Boston, Massachusetts, isn't going to have access to those conversations, right. those type of meetings whatsoever. And so he started calling him saying, hey, man, I, I'm, I'm going to switch. I'm going to switch business managers. And, uh, you know, you're, you're still going to work for me, but we'll put you on like touring and merchandise and, and running the stores for those and everything else. Mm-hmm. And you'll have your same salary and everything else. And like uh, he kept getting like the kind of the runaround or whatever. And finally, he went into a Bank of America and he went to the one he even named it on the show. It's like I went into the one on Crescent Heights in Santa Monica. Right. I went in. Obviously, I'm Dane Cook. People know I'm Dane Cook. Mm-hmm. And they were like, man, we don't have any of those account numbers that you're telling us. None. Even the corporations, you know, it's an EIN number mm-hmm. that, you, that you need. Mm-hmm. Um, and they go, all of these numbers don't match any real corporations. Nothing. And it was just like, ah, this can't what? be right. And a man, the manager came out from Bank of America, took him into a private room and sat him down and said, you have nothing. Like, there's not, none of this money exists. Um, and he didn't pay any taxes for him for all of these years. So he owed the IRS all this money back taxes. And it got even wilder. The police called a year later and said, hey, man, we recovered some money from you. So we're going to, we have this money for you, whatever. He was able to clear things up with the IRS once the brother went to prison mm-hmm. and all that shit. And they were like, all right, cool. You know, we'll give you that money back, but he had to pay it all right. and then get it back yeah. later. Um, so out of this like $18 million or 17 or $18 million that was stolen, the, the police called and they said, we, we've recovered some. And he was like, what do you mean you've recovered some? And it was like, well, we opened up one of the walls in the house and we found $800,000 inside the walls of the nice. house. <laughs> Nice. Of the brother's house. Yeah. No. And so with Dane, no survivor's guilt or anything else. Like he was just like, well, I guess it's time to go back to work and, you know, I'm going to do what I do and rebuild and, you know, fuck it, move on with his life. I can't believe it. I would be bitter till the very, very end of. Well, I'm bitter over smaller amounts of money. I mean, to not check on anything ever. Is, is, yes, is crazy. And so you have to, in a, you know, he must be taking some kind of responsibility and just being like, I'm changing the way I do things completely now. Or it's like, it doesn't matter. My brother, another financial, you know, advisor, manager, whatever, Mm -hmm. you're still gonna check all the things, make sure things are, yeah. I, to me, that's kind of crazy that he would not have checked anything or corporations or LLCs or taxes um, at all. Well, so the, well, the weird thing is, that's, the, the weird thing is, is like, you know, when you, if you're moving along life, right. And I agree with you. I don't know how anybody does that. I check my account bit to where all you're the time. Like, oh, I'll just like, just to make check, sure. Yeah. You know, or you get a copy of like your taxes. They did them. They did them. It's all they have the files, but you get the copy and you have it or whatever. It's of, like they it's, were... it's like with Georgia Artisan, right? Sure. I checked my fucking account to make sure that money came back. Sure, because the table was expensive. I have no way to. It's off of Etsy, and, right. and at this point, you're past like the sixty day window. That's super cute. Mm-hmm. You're into five months, and you're like, yo, I I don't know if I'm getting this money back. So I yeah. check I check the account for shit like that. So we did get it. Yeah, but I, I, along the way for for Dane Cook. He said, look, you know, 
I was buying houses and cars and I never had problems and uh, everything that I was buying, like there was no issue that I ran yeah, into. So like, I, re- yeah. I really didn't think anything about it. And he goes, it's my brother. Why would I? And, you know, him and his wife. And he goes, uh, uh, what was it like in court? And he was like, dude, I, I sat there in court when he got sentenced to prison, him and his wife. And he goes, the brother was just like shark eyes, just dead at, straight ahead and all that other shit. And I was like, oh, man, you want to feel guilt. That I would have felt that's that's the white man guilt I would have felt if, if I were Dan Cook. Boy, that's too much money. Of putting your brother away? Of just losing that much money and trusting someone, you know, where you're just like, fuck you, dude. Yeah. yeah. Uh I don't know that I'd be able to trust anybody after that. Um yeah. And I think he had to reinvent himself a little bit because people just hated him. Yeah. I some of that hatred was unjust. I thought, but I think some of it, but it, some of it had to be coming from yeah. a place of like, yeah. you must have been a dick. I know for I that know. many people to say that you were a dick. Other comics, other whatever. Yeah, like, I, know, I know. I know some pretty shitty stories about him, but yeah, I won't I go into it because whether or not I think he definitely got knocked down a couple pegs a by his brother. That may have been the thing that was just like, oh shit, you know, on top of everyone saying. You know, that he was a dick and joke stealer and blah, 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 or whatever. Yeah. Um, that must have been, you know, the most humbling. And he had to kind of rebuild from there. Yeah. Yeah. We'll I see. guess he does like completely different comedy now. As far as like his big stuff, he says he's more like, you know, kind of lower key storytelling stuff. So. Gotcha. I don't know how that's going to work. But. Yeah, I know we've, we've chatted about Dan Cook in the past, but this story was too good to pass up where I was just like, what? That's crazy. I mean, I, wow. You always hear about nightmare stories like that. Yeah. And you wonder how it happens or why it happens. And, you know. I, I, I'm learning now that that's not as surprising as it used to be to me. I, I, you know what I learned? I've never had a business manager. Yeah. Ever. I don't want anybody else touching my money but me. If I make a mistake. Yeah, that always this, seems so weird to me. If like, I make a mistake in the stock market or otherwise, no. And, and like I go to a CPA, you know, once a year, file right. my taxes. Um, but I sit with him. We go over the, every, all the shit and I do it myself. And I, I've had a few friends over the years who were like, You're f- why, why do you waste all the time? You're a fucking idiot. And I was like, I just want to know where it's going, man. I, I don't really... Uh, trust There's anyone too that many much stories of the business yeah. manager stealing all the money that are, are we really like continuing to let other people be completely in charge nuts of, uh, of all our money and, and decisions and, and, and that much money. I mean, you have to, if, if, I mean, I just think for myself. So if I'm making a certain amount, and I'm working for somebody that's me ma- and it's going through me just this millions, millions. Yeah. And I'm investing for this someone and I'm, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. what is it going to take for like them to be a dick or them to whatever to me, for me to just be like, I'm just going to take a little bit because <laughs> I deserve it. And then it's like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know because I've never handled millions, but like. From what I know and what I've learned from working with certain people and certain things happening, money definitely completely changes you. Personality, morals, brain. I mean, you go crazy. 
Yeah, I, I only you can. Have, I only have one close friend who was a business manager uh, who was in L.A. and he had all of he liked DiCaprio and like all those big people and shit and like he was the only honest one I knew. Um, and we're not look, we're not close these days. So like, if he wasn't, I'd fucking tell you guys. I, right. I don't really give a shit. He was the only honest one, but I, I will say this: he got so fed up with like crazy amounts of like millions always coming in for these dipshits. Uh, and not DiCaprio is not a dipshit, by the way, but sure. some, some other clients. And um, uh, he got so fed up with it. He was just like, man, I've got to figure out a way because it's it's like being a porn editor, you know, like every you lose your mind eventually where you're just like, I yeah. can't edit porn all day. Like I'm just jacking off all day. Right. Imagine sitting there as a as a big time business manager watching all these millions come in. And you're not making any of it. Yeah. It, so it would, I guess the whole, lose the whole idea of the job itself is just uh, setting, <laughs> setting you up for failure. Right. <laughs> yeah. So the whole idea that you give someone that doesn't make as much money as you all the work of taking care of your money is insane. Insane. The fact that it ever works is crazier to me. I know. I know. Um, when when people are like, oh, yeah, the business manager took all the money. I'm like, yeah. Like, to get, obviously he did. What are you talking about? First of all, you can't really. He couldn't pay his fucking mortgage and he was dealing, you know, dealing with your boat. Yeah. You know? And, and first of all, you can't really get this money back because you're going to have to go to court for it. It's usually gone by that point or hidden somewhere or. When it's gone, it's Court gone. fees and all that other shit. Like it. it when it's for, gone, it's it. gone. You're just spending more money that you don't have. Yeah. Yeah. To what? Sue the business manager doesn't have your fucking money no. anymore. So it's like. Exactly. This when happened it's with gone, the, the Johnny Depp situation. Yeah. That one was still a little tricky though, right? Because it was like, did he or did Johnny Depp just... I, in this one, because I, 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 I read all the stories, both sides, and like, I'll, I'll side with the business managers on this one, only because those emails got leaked. Right. That's what I'm saying. So his situation is, yeah. you know, these guys were actually trying to tell him to be smarter with his money and he wouldn't. Yeah. And so for once, it's like the, the actor lost all of his money. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Through the business manager, but they were just doing what he told them to do. Yeah. And they tried to, to tell him numerous, numerous times. Like, hey. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I want to chat about was that Matt Gala thing happened last night. I know. I, our invitation must have gotten. Lost in the mail, I think, probably. Yeah. Probably. I don't, I don't know where that is. Our mail's been fucky. You know, we moved and stuff. So, um, anyways. What is it? Can we talk about what it is? Because we talked the about The Met Gala? It. Yeah. What? It's it, a big fucking piece of shit. Here, here's the thing. You, you wear these dresses that are crazy. I saw the, the Lady Gaga thing dress. And that was cool. It was cool, but it was like 30 feet around, right? Yeah. Where do you sit? What? So she, but she did a whole performance where she took that off, took that off, took that off, and then she was left with just like a really small dress. So she did all of this at the bottom of the stairs. Okay. And it was like this big performance. The guys like lifted up the dress, and then she took that off, and then she took the underneath, and then finally she was like brawn panties. Gotcha. Uh, and an umbrella. Right, right. So talk about where she's going to sit. I mean, she's wearing nothing right basically. but what do you do once you get inside with all that crazy shit on yeah. like i saw Katy perry was as a a fully lit chandelier is there anything worse than Katy perry <laughs> these days she does these fucking 
stupid costume things constantly on American Idol. She went to the fucking Met Gala after party as a cheeseburger. And it's the it's the same thing of her being like, I'm just a kid. I'm just a little kid. I'm just like Katy Perry reminds me of somebody in real life. I'm not going to say who it is, but I think I figured I think I figured out Katy Perry's whole shit. That it's just fake. None of it's real. Just a bunch of weird drama and 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 that's about it. And you're like, oh, do you really have a life or is this just a a thing for all of this shit that you do? I've heard she's engaged to Orlando Bloom, but I don't I don't know. I've if that's heard true. too, but he has got to be rethinking that, right? Because <laughs> I heard she that makes, too. She makes a lot of money. That's great, but she is just so. She's the worst. There is nothing worse than Katy Perry to me right now, but unless you're Anne Hathaway. So Anne, the only thing worse than Katy Perry right now is Anne Hathaway. What's your hatred? With, what's your beef with Anne Hathaway? Um, what is my hatred? She is one of those people that thinks that she's funny. She's not. Yeah. So she's supposed to be just the straight girl, right? Yeah, yeah. And she, but she tries to be funny, right? Which makes her really annoying. She did this thing. Maybe I'll play the clip, the audio of it after this. She did this thing on Ellen that pretty much perfectly sums up uh, my hatred and now probably your hatred for Anne Hathaway. (laughs) She's just the worst. She's so annoying. She's so over the top. She's awful. Yeah. Not funny. Tries to be funny. Is actually dorky nerd annoying. Yeah, yeah. But is somehow I, like good looking enough that she got into a different category, but is she's in this movie with Rebel Wilson. And again, she's she should be the straight girl. Sure. So she should be the one that's letting her and she's trying she tries really hard to be funny herself. And that is where <laughs> I met I met her one time. It was out it was uh she I here's the thing. She's nice and dorky and that's it. I don't really have any bad and extra and annoying and the worst. But I, I, yeah. the time I met her was a very long time ago. It was right after Princess Diaries. Oh um, yeah. So she has so wait, evolved. It, it I mean that movie the ex- annoyance exploded, that she and this mm. was like two weeks later, and we were at a party, and I saw her walk in, and was just kind of looking around, and wasn't with anybody, nothing or whatever, and just looked like kind of scared to be there, and I was just like, "Hey, are you okay?" Yeah. Um, cause I, I wanted, I wanted to just say, Hey man, you're super fucking famous. Like you can just roll in, do whatever, do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. She just seemed like it wasn't her vibe, you know, like, like mm-hmm. that when you're trying to be cool in an industry of cool, which is what Hollywood is or pretends mm-hmm. to be or whatever. And she's not, mm-hmm. that's tough. I think, man. Uh, but I, I don't know what the, the rest of the shit she went through. That guy could have fucked her up too. Remember that guy? Nope. No, she another was guy up who before that she was fucking annoying. Before that, she was the worst. Before that, remember the guy Les she was engaged Miserable. to. Before Lame Miserable is also like complete. It just completely, perfectly sums up. <laughs> and she's just, and then it's you know at the award shows. Um, she dated that guy work. she was engaged to who got, who was, again, another guy who was just siphoning millions off of people and ended up going to, mm-hmm. to jail mm-hmm. for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were engaged, flying around in private jets, meeting the Pope and shit. And sure. uh, I think that, that also had something to do with it. She also stopped, she stopped drinking. 
I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know, whatever. She's a mom. I, I don't, I don't if hate. If you're going to not have a glass of wine. I, I, I look by all accounts. I, I, th- I think she said it in passing of like, Hey, I'm just not going to do this anymore. And then uh, she was on Ellen was just like, look, man, everybody's like, dude, are you fucking sober Sally now? And just boring. Mm-hmm. And she was like, no man. Like, uh, you know, I still have a glass here and there. No, it's just she like, doesn't I'm not really. No, nothing. All right. Nothing because she's a mom. <laughs> she's a mom. That'll last. She's a new mom. That'll last about. Uh, she wants to be there for her child eight more every months. second of the day. That does nothing <laughs> for your child. That doesn't do them good to be there every second of the day for them in their face. I promise. That's not what you need to be doing. Do you know what I'm saying? You need to be fucking relaxing at the end of the night so you can start again the next day. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I'm sure she doesn't have the same stresses because she has the nanny. She has the thing. So yeah. like she, she doesn't. She's Anne Hathaway. Yeah. So when she gets home at, you know, the end of the day or whatever, instead of having a glass of wine because you've been with your kids all day or dealing with them all day, you, that's the only time that you have with them. So, yeah, maybe you shouldn't be drinking for the hour that you have with your kid a day. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, I don't know. Maybe. Um, but Katy Perry. So in like American Idol and stuff, she does this thing where she dresses up in these just big foam things to like make herself unattractive. But then her like fully makeup face is like in the middle and she dresses up like Ursula and nobody else is dressed up and they're trying to have like serious conversations. And she's just in the middle, like waiting for someone to be like, you're so funny. And no one makes any comment about it. She's just like, do you guys see what I'm wearing? I am so quirky and I am so like weird and out there. And no one really says anything. They're just trying to like carry on with the show. Just like do, do the fucking show, do the interviews. Yeah. Listen to, like they're just trying to get through it. Uh, I, I look, I get it, man. I, I get it. James, I don't know. If you're you on get fire. It. I don't know if you get it. You're on fire. I don't know today. if you get it. <laughs> I don't think you do. Uh, let's get to the revolutionary figure of the day. Shall we? Oh, sure. Let's do it. James. Cause a lot, a lot of people might want you to go into overtime later. Oh, <laughs> everybody keeps talking about that. Your, your song, your <laughs> overtime song, by the way, well, that you've added in the little video. If you haven't seen the little video on YouTube, again, subscribe to the show and watch it. James made a little video to go with her little jingle that she made, which is it could be my favorite. I laughed for a thousand years when I saw that because <laughs> you edit the show. So like I don't see it until later. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> that's really fucking funny. Yeah, I just do what I want. Clearly, I'm going to th- this is a weird one, man. I'm going to, uh, uh, cause he's not revolutionary really, but this movie was, I felt. Um, and when I saw this, it was kind of shocking that it was been this long. And I was just like, Oh fuck. You know, when you see things and you're, you're like, man, how long ago was that? Shit, man. I'm really fucking old. Hmm. Like, didn't that, don't you feel like that where you're just like, wait, what? Yeah. I Ball Rudd is 50. Right. Right. Um, yeah. yeah. So, uh, this one goes out to Ben Stiller actually. Okay. Uh, wrote and directed a movie. It was one of my faves. Uh, Reality Bites. Mm-hmm. The 25-year anniversary was yesterday. <gasps> 25 years of Reality Bites. And I remember me personally when that movie came out. Uh, you know, I thought it was cool. 
I thought it perfectly captured the time and what everybody was going for and and all of that shit. And they all got together at the Tribeca Film Festival. They've been doing this a lot lately. Tribeca has been putting movies and casts back together mm-hmm. uh, for like 25 years, 30 years, or whatever. And they all came back. It's like Ben Stiller, Ethan Hawke, Jeanine Graffalo. They're all like doing and looking great. Every too. one of them looks amazing. I know. And then I'm going to cut to the end of it during the credits. When the credits roll, they turn on the lights inside the theater, and it's Lisa Loeb standing on stage singing. Stop. I turn the radio on, I turn the radio off, and everybody Stop. was singing my song. She looks great. I, the same. Uh, she looks the same, and she crushed the song, and I was like, what? Yeah. All of them look great. Gosh, they all just got better, I feel. It's too. weird, right? It's weird. Uh, even because if you go back and watch that movie and it was on, I would say I caught it maybe four or five months Did ago. Did Zahn come back? Uh, I don't know. If, I, I, I don't know if Steve Zahn came back actually. Um, I, I just kind of looked through Find the, me Steve Zahn. I, he, I know he lives on like a, in like a, like a farm or something. Steve. I don't, I just, he was never really into the whole scene, which is cool. Fuck it. Um, but I'm not, I'm not sure if he came back. Uh, mm. I'm going to look it up, but. Um, anyways, they all looked great. They were all cool. And like uh, everybody was thin and just, you know, I know. all of them are working. Yep. Janine Graffalo still working. Ben Stiller still working. Ethan Hawke. All, all these Killing people it. can't work enough. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I, when I saw it, I was just like, shit, man. Renona Ryder, Stranger Things. Like she, she was there. Yeah. She came back. They all came back. Yeah, they're like they're all still working, all still doing shit. I don't mm. see Zahn here, though. Really? Yeah. Zahn. Where are you? Find me, Steve I, I Zahn. Know. He's funny as shit, too, man. I know. Um, but I remember that movie as a kid, like being like, oh, man, is this what it's going to be like after college? You know? Yeah. Because uh, that was kind of that. That the movie represented everything. You know, you're in your 20s. You don't know what's going on. You're trying to find a job that you like. Right. You end up working for jobs you hate. All that other shit. And I remember thinking to myself because it was, you know, obviously before that time for me. But I was like, I wonder if that'll. That's what it's going to be like after I graduate college and all that other shit. And it is. Yeah. And it all stays true. And like, especially the Hollywood element of it to me. Do you remember when they made like a fake like real world or? Yeah. Or it was kind of like the yeah, real yeah, world yeah. and during yeah. what all that stuff for MTV. Yeah. Ben Stiller helps her get the show on the air and whatever. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, man. And then the, they go through the notes of, well, we got to change this and yeah. this and this. And oh, this and all this of and that this was this totally was the like, same, too. When I got to Hollywood, it was exactly like that. And I was like, oh, fuck. Reality Bites nailed it. Like, that's what it was. And that was, I, I think, one of my favorite movies. Um uh Growing up as a kid and all that shit. I can't believe it's 25 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> did you dig that movie? Yeah. Loved it. I did. I would do for most of my auditions, I would do this monologue, the Janine Garofalo AIDS monologue. Oh, from Reality Bites? Yeah. 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 That was awesome. It's like one of my favorite movies I used, of all time. I, I used to get, I look like Ethan Hawke a lot, um, younger. And uh, yeah, I, he was always just fucking cool to me. That guy, he's still cool. He's still cool. He's cooler now. Yeah. Than he's ever been. How is, that, how is that possible? I think he's always, and he talked about it. Uh, he just did an interview with uh, Willie Geist. 
Oh, did he really? Yeah, but he talked about it. He talked about all the things that he's turned down. He talked about like turning down a pretty big movie with Jack Nicholson. Oh, that's and right. And Nicholson that's right. calling him yeah, and yeah. being like, hey, because he was writing this book. Yeah. And I mean, he's just, I mean, Ethan Hawke is just, there is no one that is more true to themselves and what they're doing and more confident in yeah. anything that they choose or want to do. I don't know where that comes from. I don't know if he was a rich kid or what, but basically he just, yeah. So Nicholson calls him and is like, well, you know, and he explained to him, I'm so sorry. Like I just, I, I, you know, I made a commitment to this publisher. I can't not do it. And That's if right. I don't, he was writing a book. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, if I don't do it, or if I take on this movie, this, the book's going to suffer. And I'm just, what I have to choose what I've already, whatever. And the guy was like, and Nicholson was like, sounds like you have a book to write. And it's just like, to be able to say that to, to Jack, Jack Nicholson, right? <laughs> because you've, believe in this other project and you know it's not going to be this you know the same kind of money or the same kind of notoriety or anything and doing these like russian plays in new remember york that, remember that play that was 12 hours it was 12 hours all in he russian and wanted to yeah and he is what a lot of actors and whatever people try and say that they are which is just like true themselves and they don't right. do it for the fame and they just do it for like the love of the actor as they're in a marvel movie right but he is the only one that has actually done, and you know, he made the fucking boyhood for 12 years. Yeah, it's like yeah, he's yeah. the only one that does shit purely because of how he feels about the project, whether it's going to make him money or not. Yeah. He's the only one I believe that really embodies that. I'd like to have a beer with that guy. Oh my God. And, but he's so just, smart. Just chat with him about stuff. And, and creative that it's, he's all over the place as well. So it's, he, you have to go on his ride. I don't know. He's not chill. Do you know what I mean? He's yeah. not a chill bro. He's like always working, always talking. He's very smart. He's like, won't stop talking. And you have to just kind of figure out just what I could tell from Willie Geist and any other interviews that he's done. Right. He, like I said, he is so smart and creative. I don't mind that. But it would be hard to. It's, well, here's the thing, especially doing podcasts, there's. Oh my God, for a podcast? Like, well, because here's the, here's the tough thing. Like, you know, you do these interviews with people, sometimes you get nothing and people won't talk. I would rather listen to somebody talk about their entire life and, absolutely. and, and so, it'd be interesting and fascinating and, and all that stuff. There's a list of people that I have, it's small, that I'd like to sit down with and just be like, all right, what's the, let's just rap about life. Him, Walt, Walt Goggins. Yes. Um, Timothy yes. Oliphant. Yes. Uh, like I, I would yeah. love to just get yeah like beers or whiskey with those guys sit in some weird bar in New York yeah. and just really rap about what's what life is and what's going on and what's important and all that other stuff. Oh my God, um, I think they're all in Brooklyn. Those guys that you named. I think Walt Goggins is in. Uh, I think he's in L.A. No, he's right? in L.A. But um, yeah, I f- yeah, I know Ethan Hawke's in Brooklyn. And it feels like Timothy Oliphant is, but he probably isn't. He's probably in LA somewhere, Venice or something. Um, who knows? They're just those guys knows? are just cool. Where you're just like, man, yeah. I wonder what the deal is. John Favreau's another one, yeah. That I, I just like to uh, to ride with, you know, for the day. Yeah, because um, he's just he's one of those dudes. Like I remember reading this interview years ago uh, about him, and he just drives his old car, smokes cigars, and just waves out the window to people. And you're like, all right. Rad, you're on the level. Like, yeah. That's it. Um, but yeah, yeah. Ethan Hawke, man, is, is, uh, is that dude. 
Ben Stiller, man, shit. Um, looking back on it, man, I can't believe they let him write and direct a studio movie at that that age. At that time, yeah, and he had some. Nobody does that anymore. You can't do that anymore. No, and he had like some failing shows and stuff before that. It's oh, not like bunch. he was a fucking he had golden this, ticket. He had like, a show called The Ben Stiller Show yeah. on Fox, and which I, maybe critically I think done did well. I liked which it, which is why he and me too. And I think a lot of critics did, but it was sort of like the state where it got taken off the air, and we're like. Wait, we loved it. Yeah, yeah. So it could. It was have a weird him. show, but it was. I remember him playing like Frankenstein in one of the sketches. So good. Yeah, it was really funny. Janine Garofalo's in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, you can't you can't Andy do that Dick. anymore. And somebody else was saying, yeah, Andy Dick. Andy Dick is look. He was so good in events. He's, he's really funny, man. He's just a really fucking nightmare funny. in real life. Totally. But, um, I miss those like teen, cool teen movies. I miss like Breakfast Club and shit like that. You yeah. just cannot make that if you're if you're gonna do it now. It seems like it's got to be a Nicholas Sparks like romance thing. There's just no cool like teen movies for for kids anymore. And I think that's why I like the mid '90s so much. That uh, movie. The movie, oh, the movie, the mid '90s, yeah. yeah. Because it was like it wasn't anything like Reality Bites, but it was it was a real look at at a time in your life that when you were like, when you were younger and you were looking at reality bites, you could be like, okay, yeah, like I, I'll be all right. I mean, it might be hard and weird, but like, it will be cool. Like it'll end up okay. Sure. Right? In the end. Sure. And I guess that's sort of how I felt about mid nineties as far as like kids looking at that movie being like, all right, like it'll be okay. Yeah. Like I'll have my group of friends and like, Shit might get hard and whatever, but also you, you know, you learn from them or you watched it and you're like, oh, I might go through this or I might go through that uh, again with reality bites. Like I, I wondered if that was what it was going to be like after college and all that other stuff. And uh, I, at least I had something that got that was some small guide where I was just like, oh, shit, it really is like this. Yeah. Um, there are people that are tragic. You're are, you are going to have friends that are tragic who don't want to do anything. Right. You're going to have friends that are going to be successful and all that other stuff. Um, I just, again, they don't do that right now. Uh, and it's strange to me. Uh, other, you know, you have the other bullshit, like the Netflix thing, uh, that 13 reasons why or whatever. Yeah. Now all these kids are the suicide rate or like kids have killed themselves after watching that show on Netflix. And you're like, I know, man, can we just have some good old fashioned teen fucking shit again? Yeah. Some teen shows. You know, they're bringing back 99210. Why can't you just recreate a, just do like another I mean, not not a reboot, but like, why can't you have shows like Dawson's Creek or fucking One Tree Hill and shit like that anymore? Um, according to kids, they do. They have Riverdale. They have yeah, but Riverdale's got like a sci-fi element to it. Like, look, you're Buffy. not you're not gonna again vampires. Just saying, like, you're not gonna go to school with a vampire, Je- Jesse. Like, that's not gonna that's not a real thing. Uh, I'm just talking about like teen kid shit where you're just like, hey, man, yeah, like the OC, yeah. Yeah, the hell OC yeah, the OC. Is so good. <laughs> I enjoyed the shit out of that, man. So good. And you wondered if that was what it was really like. Could you die in a car accident from drunk driving? Yes. Yeah, yes, you, can. you can. And she died on the show. Misha Barton died on the show. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that was an awesome episode. Oof. <laughs> Take me back to Misha Barton dying again. You know, know and that yeah. song and like. I think we uh, all know where we were, James. We all know where we were. Um, but yeah, I, I I'd like to see that. I don't know. I don't think it's possible anymore. 
with everything going to China and all that other shit, you know, we looked at uh, uh, the Avengers box office. It, it's now number two. It just passed Titanic in two weeks. Mm-hmm. It has passed Titanic for second highest grossing movie ever. Avatar's number one. It'll blow past that. Um, but this shit doesn't sell overseas. So, like, I don't know how you explain a, a teen angst comedy or drama to China. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, that's just, that shit won't sell over there. So, like, you can't make it. Right. You can't make it anymore. And 70, what, 75% of our, of the box office that comes in for all these movies is from overseas. So they don't want to fucking see that shit. They have no idea. You know, what are you going to show that in Romania? They're building back their own houses with rocks. Like they don't want to see your problems of, of, uh, Hey man, you're smoking weed down at the river. Yeah. Somebody spilled it, dumped your, your sack down the river. Now you got to find a new weed dealer. That shit's not going to play over there where they're like, Oh, we're just trying to build a fucking our house back, man. That got a rocket through it with some rocks. Right. I hear you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That now that would be a show. Imagine imagine the Romanian version of the UFC. Oh god. Or the Czech, you know, whatever those Czech Republic, you know, those countries that are were kind of like Russia, but they weren't, you know, they might be owned by Russia, but they're they're it's on the edge of like, hey man, are we owned by Russia? We've like we're fighting people and shit. Um and we're yeah. trying to rebuild stuff. Are we are we still owned by Russia? Are we not like who's the go- who's our government? Right. Like that's the show. That would be a fun teen show for for. for you them. could call it "Who's the Government." <laughs> and it'd be like you come home from school, and you know you had to walk eighteen miles or whatever it is, and then you come to your parents. You're like, "Papa, mm-hmm. who's who is who, who is, is the, government? the government? I don't know who the government yeah. is. I don't fucking know. Eat your gravel." Your mom just made you some gravel soup out in the backyard. Eat your gravel. Who's your government? Who's your government? Who's your government? Who's your government? Nailed it. I think it'd be big, James. I'm mean, just saying. I think it'd be bad. And if you're out there listening and you're trying to trademark this shit. Don't. Don't do even it. dare. Don't even dare. We're, don't we're even already dare. on the horn with, with all of our Romanian officials trying to make this happen. Every little kid's in some form of gymnast school oh, at age 12. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to do a floor routine anymore. My mom. Yeah. Yeah. I don't care. Whips. The yeah. government says you have to. Who is the government? Who's the government? Who's the government? Oh, man. I enjoy shit like this, Jabes. Uh, this um, is fun today. Yeah. I'm going to play that uh, Anne Hathaway. Right now? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Play it at the end of the show. All right. I like it. I Good. like it. I, I haven't heard it, so I'm I'm looking forward to listening to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ross Patterson Revolution is available on YouTube. Subscribe uh, Monday, Wednesday, Fridays. You're getting all new shows on video. Audio is still audio. It's available everywhere. And uh, we got a new host, Podbean. So I'm going to shout out Podbean uh, for hosting us. That's a that's a fun little app that's free on every phone. A lot of people have hit us up and said, "Hey, man, I'm I'm always looking for like a, a like a good podcast app on every phone." That's Got all the shows. Podbean's really good. Um, and there's a bunch of them. This world keeps growing and growing and growing. Yeah. 
And I, I know we're available now on 121 apps, which is crazy. Jeez. Yeah, yeah. It's wild. That's why it's like whichever app you use. Yeah, it doesn't really matter. We're there for you. Um, and again, if you want to watch it, watch it on YouTube and subscribe to the Ross Patterson Revolution. For Jesse Wiseman, a.k.a. The Jables, I am Ross Patterson. Good night, everyone. Good night. Here's Anne Hathaway. Um, and your son now is how old? Three? Oh, yeah, he's going to be three in March. And, and what is he into? What's a three-year-old into now? Oh, my gosh, he's into cars. He's into animals. He's into fruit. He's into so many different things. And he loves The Lion King. Uh-huh. He just absolutely loves it. That's cute. Yeah. That's sweet. Uh, animals, cars, and fruit. Yes. Okay. <laughs> among, among other things, music, right. too. That, well, this leads me into the question, because uh, I have uh, this and everyone else. You, yes. you learned something really fascinating. I've heard about this before. Yes. Okay, so I, I don't think, know if they have. If, if you could all reach under your seat, you have a clementine under there. Okay, so just start peeling it while I'm talking. So over the holidays, we uh, took a family road trip up, the, up coastal California, and we found this amazing, like, former hippie enclave from the 60s. And there's a little secondhand bookstore in there called, uh, hold on. There's a little secondhand bookstore, and I found a book in there by this guy who was, used to be really big called Dr. Q. And he uh, wrote a book called Citrus Healing. And it was all the ways that you can incorporate citrus into your life to kind of like raise your health, you know, aromatherapy, and you can use the peels to, to, for cleaning products. And one of the things was how to incorporate citrus into your meditation practice. And it was called clementine. It was cute. So if you kind of poke a hole in your clementine, what you're going to do is you're going to like put it up to your teeth and put your mouth around it. And you're going to, but don't bite and don't choke. <laughs> I thought it was just, just one section. It's breathe. the whole oh, thing? Oh, no, it's the whole thing. So breathe in. I already put mine. You're all breathing in. Wait, I have to put mine back together. I took it's it apart. Still, if you took yours apart, don't worry. It still works. You just hold it together. Okay. Okay, so breathe in. All right. Okay, and then breathe out. Still doing it. Right, regulates your breathing. Now, you do a sort of, it's not quite an ujjayi breath, but in the back of your throat, you go. Can you guys do it? And then you breathe out. Okay, keep doing it, keep Wait, doing it. with keep that in your mouth, you do that? Yeah, just kind of like, ooh. Yeah. Keep doing it. Breathe out. Do you guys feel a little bit better? Feel good? Uh That's impossible. I made the whole thing up. What? I made the whole thing up, Ellen. The takeaway of this is do not put something in your mouth just because a celebrity tells you to. (laughs) You are free to throw your clementine at me now. Guys, I just have to say thank you so much for going with that. Uh, it was my one of my resolutions in 2019 was to was to use my fam- fame to prank a whole lot of people at once. Wow! So you guys just helped me fulfill one of my resolutions. Thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs>